0: Marsha, that she just arrived and forgot to pick up Marsha. So She's headed back to pick up Marcia. It's the Marsha, Marsha train. We're going to have to start without them, but that's okay. We've got four minutes. And during that four minutes, I'll make an announcement. I will make an announcement. Hell Help! You always make that. Well, uh, this Friday, we have our food delivery, and in the food delivery, we have uh, to set up before it gets here, because we had the Royal Ranger Pinewood Derby out in the barn a week ago, and uh, two weeks ago. And so we have to reset up everything and so I could use some help. And then I have all of the all of the youth and all of the youth leaders are gone for youth retreat, youth convention rather. And uh, so they won't be here Friday or Saturday to help out. So Right now, Annette is by herself registering people, and you know what kind of crowds we've been having at this thing, so uh, we need help. We even have sit-down jobs. We have, last month, we had a lot of bagging to be done. Uh, sit-down jobs, we've got those. And inside jobs, we've got those. Outside jobs, we've got those. And uh, so, Friday, 11:30, we'll start setting up, and then when the truck arrives, then we'll start boxing and prepping. Saturday, we start distributing about 8:30. So if you can get here before that, that would be helpful. And raise uh, your head. Okay. Let me change it off there. And just just use this as a as a byword. Turn and tell somebody. Pastor needs help. pastor needs help. pastor needs help. You need help. I need help. More ways than one. She started already. She's after me already. I know. I don't know
1: why. I'll like tell over. you. <laughs> she, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She
0: was brutal to me last
2: week. I know it was. I don't know
0: what's come over here. Can't let it fall on the
2: floor. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Oh, prayer by the book. All right. Well, good. Okay, I'm going to do one temperature check before I start. Uh, are you too warm or too cold? You're just right. Okay, I wasn't going to do anything about it. I just thought I'd check. <laughs> Let's have a word of prayer and get started today. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for each one gathered here, those that are on the way and those that are watching on the live stream. And we pray, Father God, that your word would come alive by the power of the Holy Spirit today and help us to know how to pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Turn, if you would, to the next book on our agenda. We're up to 1 Peter, and learning prayer principles in 1 Peter. First Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you, and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible. And undefiled, and that does not fade away. Hallelujah. Reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Woo! A lot of stuff in there. Uh, So, we have two letters uh, from Peter to the churches and to uh, individuals, believers, and we're going to talk about that there's very little question about the authorship. He pretty well tells you that in verse 1-1 here and in 2 Peter 1-1. He's Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And uh, Simon Peter is in 2 Peter 1-1 a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Now, that's not to say that there aren't other books that were attributed to him that were not written by him the uh, there's a plethora of false books we call them uh, there's a terminology they're called pseudopigrapha uh, that means they're they're kind uh, writings they're not verified they have no mark of anointing upon them. They didn't pass the rigorous tests for canonization and uh, there's one called the prophecies of Simon Peter and there's nothing in there that uh, was even remotely attributable to Simon Peter. Uh, There's all kinds of false books out there and you'll see them, uh, how many of you are on Facebook? You, any of you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll from time to time see posts about well, you know, there's some uh, newfound uh, other uh, Bible uh, books and uh, usually mm-hmm. they've scrounged around and found some of these weird books. Uh, there's some of them that uh, talk about as we've said before, the uh, the other story behind the Gospels, uh, and they're they're just so far out and weird, and they're 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 just they're just really strange. And uh, there's one where uh, it talks about Jesus as a as a kid going out, and he was hungry, and he looked up at a tree fruit fruit tree, couldn't reach the first branch. And so he said, down here. Well, you say, well, couldn't that have happened? Well, not according to the Bible, because the Bible tells us the very first miracle that Jesus did was at the Cana of Galilee. I'm going to take what the Bible has to say, rather than these wackadoodle kind of things. Jesus wouldn't even turn stones into bread. He had the power. He just wouldn't be tempted to do things selfishly. So those are the kind of things that are in these wacko, uh, weirdo books. But these two letters from Simon Peter have passed the test of time, and they are indicative of anointed writing, uh, inspired writing. And so we'll we'll study both of them. We'll look at the prayer principles out of the first letter from Peter today and then wait a minute next week we won't have class if I remember has November flown by yes. or what
1: yes,
0: it we, I learned a bitter lesson my first year here don't schedule Wednesday services on the day before Thanksgiving don't do it because nobody a few people show up, but none of the leaders. And uh, so I, we were scrounging around trying to find somebody to be with the girls and the boys and the and the uh, everything else. So uh, we're not. I, I stopped. You know. Go ahead and fix your turkeys, <laughs> fix your hams, whatever you're fixing, and enjoy the company that's coming in. Uh, And we'll just not have services next Wednesday. We only take a few off during the whole year. So the next time we get together, we will look at 2 Peter. Now, look at what it says here uh, that this letter is to. Look there at chapter 1, verse 1 of 1 Peter. An apostle of Jesus Christ... To whom does it say this is sent to? To strangers strangers or pilgrims of the, okay, King James says, to the strangers scattered abroad in, and then it lists all these countries and regions, and in the other translations, to the pilgrims of the dispersion. Scattering, dispersion is kind of the same thing, but we'll talk about that in a moment. So, who in the world were the, this letter was this letter written to? It's not saying to a specific church, right? So, who was it written to? Well, it's kind of specific about who it's written to? Huh? Jews. Dispersed Jew. Jews. The first Jews? Dispersed. The first Jewish believers? Dispersed, Dispersed Jews. Dispersed Jews. Okay. But, a little bit more, they are followers of Jesus Christ. Christians. Okay? So, because uh, sanctified by the Spirit and sprinkled by the blood of Jesus Christ. Not your ordinary, average, everyday Jews. Jew but Jews who have received Jesus as their Savior and have been touched by the Holy Spirit. Now the word here that's translated in the King James scattered and in others as dispersed or dispersion is diaspora and or diaspora, depending on your pronunciation. The diaspora uh, if you use that word in if Israel, they're talking about that word as when Rome scattered the Jews out of Israel and just gave it to their enemies, basically the diaspora. The but that's not what this word is talking about because this hasn't that hadn't happened yet. It means to scatter or disperse. In James, the word is used also, uh, James 1, 1, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Talking again, Jews uh, out of every tribe. So what, who is this written to What? You know, there must be some reason that it's addressed in that way. And there's two main theories about it. It doesn't specifically tell us, but these are the two main theories I'm going to get you, okay? Just look at the person next to you and say, it's a theory. Theory. It's a theory. It's a theory. It's a theory. And, well, it's actually two theories, but, but it, it holds water. The first one is, two main subjects of this letter it's a letter sent by the Holy Spirit through Peter as a follow up to what happened on the day of Pentecost Uh, what happened on the day of Pentecost to Jews that were gathered in Jerusalem for the feast of Pentecost what
3: happened
0: 3,000 were saved that day 3,000 were saved And uh, that's a pretty... And where were they all from? Thank you. Different places. Okay. Let's just... I need somebody to... Well, I'm not going to do that to anybody. There's some tough words in there. Let me try and uh, go through here. Acts chapter 2, verses 7 through 11, tells some of the people that were gathered there. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another... Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? Now that's, uh, uh, when they talk about Galileans, Galileans were not sophisticated, they were the hill people. They were the hillbillies of ancient Israel. Not the city dwellers. And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontius, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya, adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speak in our own tongues the wonderful works of God. So, the first theory, and that is most widely accepted, is is that after Pentecost, these people who came for the feast of Pentecost? Guess what they did when the feast was over. They went home. Yeah. Okay. Think about it. They're from the. They went home. Okay. And uh, some had traveled great distances, a couple thousand miles to Rome. They had traveled great distances to be there for one of the three mandatory feasts. of of Israel but they went home now when they got home they were Jews when they left home when they went back home they had received Jesus Christ as their Messiah and Savior and were baptized into relationship with Jesus Christ they're going back to synagogues and cities and there's no support system think about it there's no support system back there for them there's no church there's no gathering of believers there may have been several from a particular town which is likely usually uh, we find that when people were going to the high and holy days the, the three Required feast in Jerusalem, they would go as groups. It was kind of like a group tour, you know. They were they were traveling together. You remember when Jesus was just twelve years old, his parents and his not his real dad, but his kind of earthly dad, Joseph and Mary, took he. And they were with other people from where? Nazareth. And they traveled down from Nazareth to go to the feast. And when the feast was over, they went back. Only problem is, they forgot something. They forgot Jesus. And they were a couple days out on their trip home, and they started going around to the other families and yeah. said, have you seen Jesus? No, I, I haven't seen him. We thought he was with you. No, he's not with us. And they'd go to all the different families that were traveling together uh, to go to the feast and that shocked expression uh, It was. any of you seen the, the old Christmas movie, Home Alone? Yeah. Remember Home Alone? Yeah. And then the plot is the plot is that they get over to Europe what was it, France, they were going to on their their Christmas vacation and they get there and she
1: realizes
0: (gasps) they forgot their one kid. They got got everybody else but they forgot. And uh, I imagine Mary had a similar look on her face after she went to all the families that were traveling together to the feast.
1: And Joseph,
0: just what my watch watching, no, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph and Mary, they, they leave the group they're traveling with, go back to Jerusalem, and after some time they retrace their steps, and they find him at the temple, inter- asking questions and answering them among the, the leaders of Israel. He said, I must be about my father's business. So it was a common practice in these times to not go as just one person from Rome, one Jew from Rome, traveling two or 3,000 miles, at least 2,000 miles, to get to the feast, they would probably have a group, you know? And they wouldn't probably have gone luxury, they would have gone uh, business class and traveled the, the land route, which is even further. So, probably not just one person going back to the various cities we see here, but a small group who have had their life changed. They went there as devout Jews. They went there with an offering of the first fruits of their their field, and they were waving it, and then, then Pentecost happened, you know. And they're going back completely changed. No real support system other than the believers that they were with. And we can throw all kinds of scenarios out there. I was trying to think of this. What if you were, you had a group of five people traveling, okay? Just throwing out ideas. You're a group of five people traveling and only one of you received Jesus as your Savior and Messiah. Awkward <laughs> going back. Well, what'd you do at Pentecost? How was it? Well, uh, the you know, all kinds of scenarios. So we have all of these people going back to some of the cities that are listed, the places, countries that are listed, without a support system. So most believe, not well, probably it's probably about 50-50. Uh, believe that this was the Holy Spirit sending a letter through Peter to all the people that they're going to carry it to different places, send messengers. God's not forgotten you. You're chosen of God. You're sanctified by the Holy Spirit. You've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so the doctrine that he shares in there is very basic they're going to go back under persecutions because of their newfound faith. And uh, so that's the first uh, aspect of what we believe could be written to. Those who were saved on the day of Pentecost and went back home with no support system, no church, nothing, and the Holy Spirit is keeping track of them. Aren't you glad? Hallelujah. That even if you're the only one in a certain place, God knows where you are. Amen. And He knows who you are. Yes. Have you ever felt just kind of alone? You know, uh, out there. and But you're not forgotten by God. And so, that's the first. Can anybody else think of a second biblical event in the book of Acts that talks about people being dispersed. Well. <coughs> Turn to Acts chapter 8. I need somebody to read this for us. Acts chapter 8 verses 2 through 8. who will do that for me. Acts chapter 8. Verses 2 through 8. Okay, Becky's got it.
2: <clears throat> and devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he, he made havoc in the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women committed them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies and that were lame, were ill. And there was great joy in that city.
0: Okay, the word scattered is the same word, same root word as diaspora that we talked about earlier. Scattered, or dispersed. And this was a result after Stephen was stoned he wasn't stoned to death because he just fell asleep. The Lord took him home. Amen? Okay. But the first Christian martyr, then Saul kicked into gear and was arresting Christians. <laughs> <He's> Good <gonna> sneeze. <laughs> and carting them off to prison. And the church, they asked for it, they scattered, they dispersed and they went everywhere but they did not go in fear they went in faith they went everywhere preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ so this is the second time that this is this scattering is used and so this could have been letters being sent to the people who were dispersed through persecution and following up with them. The reason that this is not as popular a theory is because it just says that they, they were scattered and they went everywhere. But it doesn't tell where they went. The other theory talks about Maithinian, and to C, and some of the things that are mentioned in the opening letter of 1 Peter. So We really don't know. Another thing that leads us to believe it was probably, uh, it was one of these two being written to, is found in Acts chapter 9, verses 31 through 36. Can I get somebody to read that one? Acts chapter 9, verses 31 through 36. This was a ministry the Holy Spirit sent Peter on. After this dispersion, the second dispersion, No volunteer. Okay, Mary Lou's got it. Glad to have the the Mullins is back. All our Floridians are back home here, safe and sound. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was
4: strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the saints in Lydda. There he found a man named, yeah. Aeneas. Thank you. A paralytic who had been in bedroom for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. Immediately Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which translated as Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. Okay,
0: so immediately after the church scattered or dispersed the Simon Peter, being led by the Holy Spirit, was following up along the coast. And Simon Peter was traveling where there's a war going on, he was traveling up the coast of Israel, along the Gaza Strip, to Lida and Sharon and some other places. So, uh, you know, a couple thousand years later, we need a visit of the Holy Spirit in that area too. Amen. So he's following up on those who were scattered. Again, uh, he only talks about those scattered in Israel, not those scattered in those far-flung countries. So, we don't know. But, two good theories of what it's talking about and who 1 Peter is written to. Those that are scattered or dispersed, whether through them having an experience at Pentecost and going back home, with no support system, or they're scattered through persecution. And uh, they're... But they went everywhere preaching the gospel. So, whatever happened, uh, the good news is, God knows where you are. And He cares. He cared enough to send a letter through Peter to these people that are scattered. Now think about, you know, you don't think too much about it anymore. Uh, if you want to send a letter to somebody, what do you do? Put it in the mailbox. Put it in the mailbox. And if you don't put a stamp on it, uh, <laughs> what, what's going to happen?
4: <laughs>
0: you know. So, you put a stamp on it, you got to pay money to send it. And it's, what's it up to now? It's it's getting up there. I'm, you're not getting a Christmas card for me this year. I'm going to give it out of church. We're not mailing it. We're not mailing a single Christmas card. It, we'll send it by email, but we're not. The postage is high. Well, imagine the postage in that day when there was no regular mail service service going to all of these places. There was no uh, little truck running up and dropping things off at the mailbox. You had to send messengers. You remember how that that Paul used different believers to send his letters to the different churches? He said that you received this from uh, Epaphroditus or, or whoever uh, you know this is the letter we've written to you and to take it to all the churches and send it to all the churches. It was a costly and laborious task. But that didn't stop the Lord from sit, take a memo, send a letter to these people that are struggling. these people who have received the Lord, you cannot live just on one experience. There needs to be a continual relationship with the Lord and with the body of Christ to consistently grow. So this letter is written to those that are in difficult situations, either through persecution or they may be the only few people in their area who've received the Lord as Messiah. But you're not forgotten. You're not forsaken. You're not left just by yourself. God has His eye on you. Aren't you glad? Yes.
1: Amen.
0: God has His eye on you.
1: Thank you
0: all. If you ever feel, you ever feel lonely and forgotten and forsaken, I think of it every time that you know Marcia and Tom leading the ministry. But every time we get to go over to the uh, West Park Center. And so many of the people are put into a, into a place and forgotten. You know, they look forward to having the church come in there and share services with them and pray with them. And, and they look forward to Marsha bringing a cookie or two in. And uh, they, you say, well, what's such a big deal? It's a big deal when you feel alone you feel forgotten, forsaken. And it's an important message that we we have to share. That's why it's so important that we, if you think of somebody or or you're praying for people and you haven't seen them in a while, Mm -hmm. think what it might mean for them to get a call from you, Mm -hmm. a note from you. To let you know, I was, I was telling the deacons last week in our board meeting, it's one thing if, if we gather on Sunday and you see somebody you haven't seen in a while, and if you walk up to them and say, hey, I'm good to see you, I missed you. But it sends a whole other message if you haven't seen them, and you contact them. I've missed you. It, it's a whole other nother thing, Amen? It's a whole other feeling and a whole other response. And so, you know, whether it's a phone call or a, a postcard or a note, I know it'll cost you some money to put it in the mail. But, uh, you know, it's worth it. Don't wait till you see somebody and say, Oh, I've been thinking about you. Well, it'd been nice to know. But,. Uh, well, let me get off my high horse about that. Let's, let's get into the prayer principles that we find in First Peter. Anything you want to say before we get there about this, this diaspora, this dispersion, and why it's so important for people to know that they're not forgotten. They're not forsaken. Nobody? Okay, well then we'll move on didn't want to shut you up if you had something to say. Okay. First principle, look there in 1 Peter 4 7-9. through 9. But the end of all things is at hand. How many of you think that this old world might be winding down on us? Anybody? Therefore, based upon that fact, be serious and watchful in your prayers. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another (laughs) without groaning. Because it's looking like this world is winding down, we need to be serious and watchful in our prayers (laughs) serious praying or not praying is serious if we're not praying it's a serious thing and if we are praying it's a serious thing what does it mean to be serious determined determined that's a good in word. Earnest. What's another? Huh? In earnest. In earnest. Focused. Focused. Involved in it. Uh, sincere. Sincere. Uh, it's interesting that the uh, uh, the Greek word there uh, means to be sane, <laughs> to be in your right mind. You know, hey, wake up! This is serious business. Uh, This is one of the complaints I used to get from uh, my son's school when he was in school, in in elementary school especially. Uh, We would be called in on the obligatory, how many of you remember going to school and having those teacher conferences? And... uh, then uh, we, we would get we would get into those conferences. Now Philip was a, he was kind of a he could have been an A plus student, but he he just wasn't taking it seriously. And that's what the school, all, the teachers, every one of them, always told us. He's really not taking this seriously. He's having a wonderful time.
1: <laughs>
0: He's entertaining the class. He, he, he makes jokes and keeps everybody happy, but he's not taking this court seriously. You know, he's not taking it seriously. I give him homework, and, you know, he, he finds a way to make a game out of it. And uh, on one occasion, uh, she said, I'd like to collect your homework, and Philip had made a paper airplane out of his homework and sent it to the teacher's desk. (laughs) And uh, I I would go in and talk to him and say, you know, Pastor uh, Phil, he's a good student. We love having him, but he's just not taking this (laughs) seriously. He's just having a wonderful time. and uh, So we'd have to keep a straight face and Find out all the things that he had done at school that was so entertaining to the teachers, and I, I told the teacher, "One, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get on him." I said, "Well, no, don't, don't. Uh, he's so much fun in class. <laughs> 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 he's just not taking it seriously." And uh, sometimes we fail to take prayer seriously. Now I know that because he said the end times are coming. Be serious. Obviously he's telling people that sometimes you're not. It's in there for a reason. If, if somebody tells you uh, 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 stand straight, what does that tell you?
1: That
0: you're not. They wouldn't have mentioned it if you were. If you're standing like this and they say, Okay, straighten
1: up. (laughs) I am.
0: It's mentioned because some were not taking prayer seriously. It was just something they were going through. It was just something they were doing. Well, isn't it better to be praying even if you're not serious? Well, I, he's saying it's looking like the end is near. Be serious. Take this seriously. Why should we take prayer seriously? You're
1: talking to an Almighty
0: You're talking, first of all, to an Almighty God who has all power and all authority and is holding the world on its axis. You're not talking to somebody someplace. This is almighty God. We need to take it seriously. And uh, what are some other reasons we should take prayer seriously? Yes? Our life and others depend It's a life and death matter. It's, if we fail to pray, let's say, let's spin this scenario. God is waiting on you to pray for that person. He wants to have that person experience a healing. He wants you to have the benefit of knowing that you prayed for them and they were healed. Because God's like that. And we don't pray. Bad things happen. First of all, we're not encouraged. And second of all, they're not healed. Um, you say, well, why would God do that? Because He asked you to. And we need to take it seriously because it's a life and death matter. If we if we don't pray, if we're not serious, if we're just doing a, now I lay me down to keep... Uh, now I lay me down to sleep kind of prayer. Uh, we're not taking it seriously. There's things going on all over this world that your prayers can impact. So, what are some other reasons we need to take prayer seriously? Because we know that He is the only one that we can go to. Yeah. He's so truthful. He? Yeah, He's, he's our, our only you know, option for change, for intervention. You know, you could we'll say, well, I'm going to just take it up with the mayor. Well, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to write a letter to the president. Well, I'm, I'm going to write a letter to my senator. I'm, I'm going to talk to the school board. Well, you know what? How many of you ever done any of those type of things? you talked to somebody In authority, he got no response. We can go over their head. Amen? We can go over their head. And talk to God. It's like that old E.F. Hutton commercial, remember? E.F. Hutton, everybody goes, when E.F. Hutton speaks, everybody listens. (laughs) Now, don't tell me you don't remember that commercial. You don't remember that commercial? Oh, yeah. Yes, maybe. (laughs) Okay. When God speaks, all creation listens. When he says, as we talked before, Aeneas, Jesus Christ makes you well, he heals you. Boom! His body listens. And he was healed. And he walked. Um, What are some other reasons why we should take prayer seriously?
4: If you're
0: not serious, be not serious. Right. If you're just kind of casual in it, uh, it's no big deal to you. You're just kind of, helping have a good day. And uh, a nice day.
4: He's our salvation.
0: He's our salvation. We... We we should treat prayer casually. We're talking with somebody who can do something. Amen. And uh, he is our only hope of salvation. Amen. We should not take that lightly. I, I was uh, I was in the Ukraine, and I was scheduled to return to the United States. It was a I was there for two weeks teaching classes, and. The uh, it was just not a happy time for me. You say, well, weren't you happy you were there preaching, teaching the gospel? Yes, I was happy about that, but I it was such a strange situation, such an evil overcast in in Kiev, and and uh, all kinds of weird things, and I just wanted to go home. And so I'm, I'm waiting in the apartment complex. We have found somebody that's going to drive me to the airport. And they're late. And, and I'm... There's only one flight out a week at that time on the airline that I'm doing. I'm on Lutanza.
1: There's
0: only one flight out this week. And they're late. And then when they get there, they say, well, do you want some coffee? Of course i got the coffee. <laughs> and then we finally get in the car. And they say, oh, look at the traffic. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to make any time. <laughs> I'm praying. I am praying. I am in the car. I am in this, this jalopy that doesn't have a heater. It's in the dead of winter. I'm freezing to death, but I don't care. I'm talking to God. Oh, God, you got to get me out of here. i got to get back home. And, and uh, I know you say, well, what were you going home to? Well, my family, of course. I was going to Cleveland. It wasn't like I was going to some great place. you know. I'm going to Cleveland. Uh, but I wanted out of there. And I was really serious because there was only one flight out until next week. I was going to have to stay another week eating weird things. I've told you before about one of the weird things. A hunk of fat, uncooked, sliced into slices for a sandwich, a fat sandwich.
1: I want to go home.
0: My prayer was sincere, and I was very serious about it. And when I got there, I said, you want a cup? Of no, I don't want a cup. I want to get to my plane. And it was delayed. Oh, good. <laughs> the flight was delayed. He says, well, we don't know. There's bad weather over. Here. I don't want to praying some more. Because there was only one way out. When we begin to see prayer as our only resort and option, right. take it seriously. Take it seriously. So, taking our prayer seriously, the word is sophrona, to be sober, clear thinking. Think through on this. Who's going to heal that person? God. God. Who's going to change that situation? Only God can. Who's going to... You know, we need to take our praying seriously. When somebody asks you to pray for them, let's take it seriously. And by the context of this, some of the people were not taking prayer as seriously as they should. These were probably converted Jews scattered. They haven't had a lot of teaching. And the Jews have a prayer book. And you go through it. It tells you what to pray every day. Three main times of prayer. I should have brought it down. Uh, I have a copy of the Jewish uh, Orthodox prayer book. And they have a prayer for the morning, lunchtime, evening. Every day. And certain things you're required to pray for every day. And, and, and if you've, you've ever been around Jews at prayer time, they're, they're, they've got their prayer book, and they're, you know, they're, you say, well, they're praying, at least they're praying. But sometimes you can go through the motions. motions and pray. We need to be serious about our praying. We need to be serious. And then it says, this is another aspect of it, supernatural things are involved in our praise. We're not just speaking words. Uh, Luke, we won't take time to go there, but in Luke 22, uh, Jesus is talking to Simon Peter, the very one who God's using to... And perhaps this is some of the aspects where Peter learned the importance of praying by watching Jesus. Remember when Jesus would leave the house early and go out to a separate place and pray? Mm -hmm. And they said, what are you doing out here? Everybody's looking for you. He says, we're going to the next town. This is the reason I came out to pray. Jesus took praying seriously. And so, Jesus looks at Simon Peter and says, Satan wants to mess with you. He wants to sip you like wheat. He wants to put you in, in his grip that he wants to just shatter you and scatter you. And then Jesus says, but I have prayed for you. <coughs> and when you come back, and he said, come back, I haven't left. Well, Jesus knew he was He was on the verge of making some bad decisions. When you come back, I want you to be strengthening to the brother. Strengthening To the followers. So, whole message there. But prayer is serious business because we're dealing with supernatural things. I want you as you see the end times approaching, I want you to be serious in your praying. Realize this this is this is this is real stuff. And then he says, I want you. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, based upon this, be serious and watchful in your prayers. What does it mean to be watchful in your prayer? (coughs) Waiting. Waiting?
2: Be on the lookout.
0: Be on the lookout? How many of you are like me? You can walk through a room and not see any problem at all. Things can be all messed up. Things should be all over. And Did you notice that? No. 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 How many of you know somebody that can walk through a room and, and not see stuff? i see seen elbows and pointers and everything. Uh, how many of you are the unnoticing person? Any, anybody with me? Just not notice it. How many of you are the noticers? And you cannot you cannot fathom. Can't you see that? Have you ever, have you ever used those words? Can't you see that on the floor? What? What on the floor? And... and Peter is telling you, you need to be serious. You need to, this is serious business. You should to be watchful. You need to be attuned to what's happening around you.
1: Exactly.
0: Huh? Exactly. You, know, you, you need to be, you know. Aware. I, I, I am totally unaware of many things. <laughs> I have, I've told you before how sometimes I. I drive here, I drive the same way every day. <laughs> unless there's a detour. I drive the same way every day. And I'm seeing houses I never saw. That I seriously have, that house has been there for a hundred years, and I have never seen it. I
2: think everybody's
0: like that. You know what I'm talking about? Huh, when'd you get that? I stopped doing that at the house. Is that a new dress? Yeah, ten years ago was a new dress. <laughs> Watchful, watchful. It—the it, it, importance of being watchful in our prayer. We need to be alert to what's going on around us. Boy, there's stuff going on. We need to be watchful. And the
4: watchful from the devil.
0: Yeah, the the, the devil is out. He is—he's uh, like a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. We need to be alert to what's going on. Uh, around about us uh, I don't want to get off on the many tangents I can fly to right now, but it means, the word there means to be on guard, to be sober to be on duty watchful keeping watch <coughs> remember the, the shepherds, what were they doing?
1: keeping watch, watch.
0: Keeping watch over their flocks why not? by night, now why? I mean, it's night. What bad things can happen at night to your sheep? Big bad wolf come by. Big bad wolf can come by. <laughs> and the custom of the day was to crowd your sheep into a cave or an overhang and put a fire in the front of it. Warm yourself around the fire. And the sheep are too scared to run through the fire. And the wolves outside, they don't want the fire. They don't want to be, uh, you know, hit or stabbed or whatever. And, but even though they had their sheep in a safe place, they were keeping watch over their flocks by night. Why would they have to do that? What does it tell you about the shepherds? they were good shepherds yeah. there's not a time to let down well so I'll just while well, they're safely in there the fire's blazing I'm just going to take a good nap not those shepherds they're keeping watch over their flock by night there's many times in the bible where it talks about watchfulness and, uh, you. Pastor, when we were in, yeah,
4: um, what when we were in Morocco and going to Marrakesh um, along the road, you would see a man. But if they had had cattle, they would uh, have either the front feet tied. But I never saw that.
0: Sheep, sheep, are just. It's no big compliment that we're his sheep. <laughs> Stupid? Oh, let's look over there. They wander off. You know, oh, that looks good. You know, well, let's frolic over there. And, and uh, you need to be keeping watch uh, over over everyday things, uh, in the. In the scripture, we find that there were different watches, uh, different watches of the night. Uh, I'm running short here, but let me, could I get somebody to read 1 Thessalonians 5, 1-7, through who will do that? I want to thank all those who have prayed for my voice. It's coming back. <laughs> last week I had to read have you read everything because I couldn't, couldn't talk. And thank you for my peppermint tea last week. You did a great job.
1: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, it was good. It was good tea. I was concerned about
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you were worried about it. Who volunteered? Okay. Okay. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say, peace and safety, then sudden, sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep,
0: sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. Tell you, we need to be sober and watchful, alert. The uh, in the Bible there are eight watches listed. I'm not going to go through all of them. Uh, it starts off with an evening watch and different things. Let me read uh, <clears throat> Luke chapter 12, verse 37, 38. Blessed are those servants. Whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say to you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to me, and will come forth and serve them. We're to be watchful when he's coming. And verse 38, And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. Matthew 26 uh, 40 it's supposed to be 40 yeah 42 24 42 Watch therefore for you do not know what hour your lord is coming but know this if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into therefore you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And then 2641 watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak.
1: <laughs>
0: to be watchful. We've talked about the importance of being serious in our praying, it's serious business. But what is the importance of being watchful? In our prayer, being alert to what's going on around us, what's the importance of that?
4: You won't fall into
1: temptation and stuff, you'll
0: be strong in the Lord. If you're watching your step, so to speak, okay. you're watching where you're walking. Have you ever had somebody tell you, Watch your step?
2: Yeah.
0: What What are they telling you?
2: you
0: don't want to be careful, be careful. Uh, don't just Walk is there's nothing there. You gotta watch your step over there. Yeah. There there's a loose paper. There's this you Pay attention. What else? Why is it important to be watchful in our prey?
4: Because the devil's out there.
0: Because the devil is out, and he's out to trip you, trap you, mess with you, and distract you, yes. get you off top, off topic, off target. He's wanting to do the smoke and mirrors and and get you dazzled while you're looking over here. He's doing something over here. We need to be watchful. Have you ever watched a magic show? I love a good magic show. And uh, I always try and watch and see the distractions and different things like that. The different tricks they use to get you thinking over here while he's doing something over here. The devil is a master strategist like that. We need to be watchful. He's working on stuff right now. You say, well, things are going pretty smoothly right now in my walk with the Lord. Be not deceived, folks. Satan is working on something to mess with you. I'm not trying to get you paranoid. I want you to be watchful. Watch your step. Don't just... Oh, I can handle this. Watch your step. Uh, What are some other reasons we need to be watchful as we're praying? Praying, watch and pray. See what's going on and pray in light of that. Why is that so important?
3: Well, we are to be expected. If we're not watching, we can miss it.
0: Yeah, if we're we're not watching, things can sneak up on you. Uh, Well, like, like right now. Chris and I were talking, uh, Pastor Chris and I were talking this morning about how fast this month has gone. My goodness. And then we started to think, man, well, why has it gone so fast? Well, it's because we were busy with a lot of things. During this month, last Wednesday, well, two Wednesdays ago, we had the outreach. And uh, if you were there, you know we had a crowd of people and ministering to people and doing all those kind of things. And we go right from that into a a fellowship dinner on Sunday. And then we go right from that. We had a night of worship on the Saturday. We had uh, moved right on to other things going on. We had the, the appreciation banquet we had to get ready for. All different kinds of things going on, and uh, before you know it, you're so busy, the whole month's gone. I was just not prepared for next week to be Thanksgiving. I, I seriously was not. I had, well, it's probably a good thing, because uh, <laughs> I fix I fixate on on my food. You know? <laughs> and. Uh, Gary and I fixate upon the food, and, and so they, they've gotten a reprieve from us. They were messing with me the other day about it. But, uh, be watchful, keep aware of what's going on and what's happening. We, we're living in a pivotal time on our planet.
4: A lot of people are just in the tunnel.
0: Yeah, tunnel they vision. can't see anything.
4: Yeah. Can't
0: see anything to the side. And uh, the You know why they put blinders on horses. You know the little shields on, uh, you don't see them much anymore because uh, we don't have delivery trucks or carts with horses. But when they used to, they would put blinders on the side so that they would not be distracted and jerk and jostle and whatever. If you've got somebody delivering milk with a, a, not a truck, but a, a cart with a horse, you don't want that that horse uh, jostling and, and being excited about things going on, and many people are have blinders on and don't see what's going on in the world, or they catch a limited vision from the media and uh, are totally, you know, out of touch. Out of touch with. You. So, what are some other reasons to be watchful in our prayer? Well, because if we don't watch, who will? If we are watchful and see what's going on around us, and we pray for those things, we pray for the, the, the things that we see on the horizon, things that are coming alongside, how many people are expressing shock at the high rate of anti Semitism that's going on right
1: now
0: in America. And uh, we have people going before city council in Columbus demanding a, a ceasefire, but they're not demanding release of hostages by the Hamas. I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And city council is going to back down and call for the one, but not for the other. There was no request we need to be watchful praying because there's a spirit of deception that's going on in our world today Amen. and it's it's a staggering I've known for many many years the the depth of anti-Semitism in America and have tried to raise awareness of it and people ah oh, no there's not that well there it's it's there folks it's it's there and in our Places of higher learning, it's extremely pronounced.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Extremely pronounced in liberal uh, ideologies.
4: When you when you think, think about it too, there are so many other things that are are evil that are going on. I was watching this news last night, and these cars in Memphis uh, had surrounded this FedEx truck, and uh, it took a hundred thousand. They just took the packages out of the truck. They, they, they took all the packages? Uh-huh. Oh. Out of the truck. Out of the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just all. Awesome. Um, they just had a, a plan, yep. and they knew what they were doing. And they were, all had hoodies, and mm-hmm. there you go. I, I was just flabbergasted. Mm-hmm. So that distraction took, it took away from what's going on. But I was so glad to see Israel, the... the Rally, the rally. that, was, that happened. Yeah. That was, that encouraged my heart.
0: So, um, but yeah, it, it's, you know, we need to be watchful. Things are going on. there are just unbelievable. Yeah. One final illustration on this before I get to the second prayer principle. Uh, yesterday, I had my plan. A plan of what I'm going to do. I'm going over, after lunch, I'm going over to Kroger's. And I'm I'm going to Kroger's because I need to complain to the manager. (laughs) Uh, Those of you, I hope you enjoyed your meal Friday night. Mm -hmm. I did not. Because when I picked up the chicken from Kroger's, I had to chisel with a large butcher knife. They had cooked it until it was just one piece of chicken people that come up and says, can I have a breast I, say, I don't know I'm in the back room like uh, Perkins in the uh, the old horror movies I, I, you know it was they had not taken any care of it and it was just we've got photos of it you have photos I'm gonna take in. I'm gonna pass this around as an illustration.
1: The drum
0: song. That's the receipt. <laughs> this this is uh pass that around. That's how the chicken arrived. Oh my gosh. Oh, go. That's chopped up. <laughs> the people. It was totally deep fried together. <laughs> And people are thinking, oh, well, he really doesn't know chicken very well. He can't find me. a uh, Well, I know chicken. I don't know that chicken. So I was, okay, my plan. I'll get back to my plan. I have a plan. I'm going to run over. I'm going to have a nice meeting with the manager and issue my complaint. And hopefully maybe he'll discount us next time we have an event. And I get to the parking lot over at George'sville Square. And I can't get into Kroger's. No way can I get into Kroger's. There's like 15, 20 police cars with their lights on. It. And I flagged a guy I a guy down and I said, "What what's going on? And he says, bank robbing.
1: Oh.
0: Nobody goes in, nobody comes out till they cleared the people. And then there was a crash car over here. I didn't know they had police over there and all kinds of stuff going on. And so my plan went out the window. I want to guarantee you something though. This afternoon, yes. when I go to Kroger's, I'm going to be watchful. <laughs> I'm, going to be praying. I'm going to be I'm going to be watchful. Why? Because Ordinarily, I just walk into Kroger's and say hi to this one, go here, and I I know where everything's at. Unlike Walmart anymore, I know where everything's <laughs> at, and and I can get in and get my stuff and come out and uh, where, where oh, I went I went to Kroger's. Well, I won't be going to Kroger's like that for a while. I not go there again. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna walk in. And I'm gonna be watchful. You're <laughs> I'm going to because I was just going through the motions of going to my store there and I wasn't concentrating on all the things that could happen. I go up and that's where I do my banking. I could have been in line at the bank. Yeah. Hmm. that's an unsavory looking person back there you know I'm reconsidering my decision not to conceal carry when I go to the grocery store (laughs) but you know be watchful because stuff is going on stuff is going on we need to be watchful that I pray one final prayer principle it's in 1st Peter chapter 5 verses 6 do not. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. And has been brought up today. Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Quit trying to bear it all on your own. Casting our care to Jesus. Casting it to him. Laying it at his feet. You can't do a thing about it. Why don't you lay it at Jesus' feet? Well, I don't want to bother you. How many of you are that kind of a person? Well, I just don't want to bother. I just don't. Have you ever had somebody tell you that? Well, I didn't want to bother you. I did that a lot, you did. I don't want to bother. 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 It's no bother. Have you ever had somebody tell you that? Well, God's telling you that. It's no bother he's the king of glory it's no no bother but he he has other things going on Yeah, but it's no bother he tells us cast your care upon him for he cares for you I I wanted to guess what What? there's an old
1: old song there's
0: an old song most of you probably never heard of it but I used to sing it at Campbell. Used to sing it all the time. And I found a really, a really uh, nice rendition of it. An old hymn that simply says, Tell it to Jesus. Cast your care upon him. Listen to the words. They're on there. Sing along if you know it. Are
1: you weary, are you ready
0: but he was going through a dark period of time when it was just kind of him him and God and he didn't have a lot of friends his, his English was not that good and but he could tell it to Jesus and Jesus heard him and was with him in his lonely times and at age 22 shortly thereafter he he met his wife and they had a family and he became a music instructor and teacher, uh, learned English much better. But in, in a dark period of time, he wrote a, a classic song. I realize many of you didn't, had never heard it before. But that doesn't mean it's not relevant. Tell it to Jesus. Cast your care upon him. You say, well, I'm not going to tell anybody. Uh, They don't care anyway. Okay. Tell it to Jesus. Tell it to Jesus. Don't let it fester. Don't, you know, let it bubble up within you. Well, I don't want to bother anybody. Jesus said, it's no bother. Cast your care upon me. Vent to Jesus. That's the prayer principle vent to Jesus. Take your, how you're feeling. How many of you have those days where you really don't know how you feel? You just feel kind of, yeah. None of you have those days? Just kind of blah. Jesus will understand what you're talking about. Cast your care upon him, for he cares for you. And if you're that type of person you don't want to bother this one and you don't want to bother that one or I don't want to bother you with this okay you be that way but Jesus says it's no bother to me. I'd love to hear from you. Cast your care on Jesus. Prayer request today as we wind up. Yes. I'd like
4: to pray for the uh, students on the bus. And oh my! The fiery truck.
0: Oh my! Yeah, that that accident yesterday was just so horrific. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris needs prayer. Chris needs prayer. Yes. Safe tomorrow. Going to Texas. Going down to yeah, Dallas. Dallas. Okay. So traveling mercies. We need to pray for some of the things that we're being watchful over, there's a lot of hatred and animosity floating around and uh, we need to be praying. We need to be praying. We're instructed. I know some people don't like about this, but we're to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's an instruction. I'm not going to let some mandate from somebody else stop me from doing that. Uh, God gave the land. Uh, there's politics and everything else involved but you know what I was reading the Hamas charter yesterday take your time go on they're proud of their charter what they believe in what their goals are they're proud of it they wrote in 1988 in August of 88 their master plan And they have continued to stand by it to this day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And the primary premise of Hamas is the extinction of every Jew on the earth. And those who help them. And they said that their, in their charter, their statement is, we will accept no peace that does not include the elimination of Israel and its people. So let's just have a. Yeah. We'll, send them $10 we'll, we'll just, you know, yeah. we'll just do that. Right. Uh,
4: send them more money.
0: Yeah, that's the solution for everything. Yeah. We need to pray. There's there's sinister things going on in our world today. Yeah. I uh,
2: pray. I have a friend that she has an aneurysm on that on her brain,
3: and they're
4: going to go at the end of this month and take put something in there to check it out. And she's right. Her
3: name's Brenda. <coughs> her name, name is what? Brenda. Brenda, Brenda. 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 Cordell. And then I there was this. I used to be my own
4: neighbor. He, he's an alcoholic, and he's in doctor's rest and he's not doing good and uh, I just pray I talked to him about the Lord but he you know
0: he said
3: I got my own God." so I'm kind of hoping God will give him a chance you know yes uh, pastor I want to ask a prayer for a lady by the name of Janet she's the mother of our rental agent and uh, while she had chance stroke and she was walking with her husband and she fell. Mm-hmm and uh, her husband was not strong enough or quick enough to keep her from falling and when she fell she broke several ribs, mm-hmm. her wrist and her left shoulder and so she's in great pain yes. and uh, I just told our middle agent this morning that we lift her up in prayer and,
1: and What's she, her name? had tears Jen. in her eyes Jen Yes I just want prayer for Sharon's
2: healing, she had the surgery yesterday and um so she's home now
0: and she needs prayers for the healing. Okay, praying for Sharon. Well, let's be serious yes. <clears throat> and watchful yes. in our prayer. And uh, I'd like to have several lead us out in prayer today and I'll close in a little while. Let's go to the Lord. And maybe you don't want to share your need. But let me encourage you to cast your care on Jesus right now. Several lead us out in prayer, please. Well, Father
3: God, we just thank you and we praise you, Lord, for your love and your mercy and your grace. We thank you, Lord, God, that nothing escapes your eye. And this morning, Lord, as we lift up these names before you this morning so many people are in distress in healing uh, that are grieving Father God But we know that that doesn't escape your eye and we know it brings a tear to your eye when these things happen as well But we pray for all of these requests this morning God that you because of the blood that was shed on the cross by our Lord Jesus that you would touch and heal these individuals Amen. meet them at the point of their, their need Father God and just touch them, touch their bodies, touch their minds. Be that closest friend that sticks to them like a brother. And Father God, we just uh, are so grateful that we can come to you, that uh, you are not bothered when we come to you. That not only do you hear us, but you act upon our prayers. Father God, I just ask that you. You minister healing and comfort to our individuals that need prayer, that you also would uh, give them peace. Father God, I simply ask it this morning in the name of Jesus. Amen.
4: Lord, we just noticed that. There's so many things that
0: Forgive us for those times where we are not as serious as we need to be in the importance of prayer. Help us to be watchful. Keep our eyes alert to what's going on, that your Holy Spirit would, would illumine us about the directions and things that we need to do in our prayers. We do lift up those that are needing a healing touch, pray right now for Kim and the issue with her neck and we ask Father for you to bring healing to her for each one that's been lifted up that needs recuperation for Sharon as she's recovering from her surgery from others that are that are having uh, procedures done that need your help for those that are in the hospital that we're aware of that this one does not know you as Savior. Father, use this opportunity I pray yes. to draw his attention to his need of a Savior. Yes. Father, we do pray for the families involved with the, the bus crash yesterday. Yes. Father, the unimaginable yes. tragedy yes. That they're experiencing. We know that the enemy wants to come in with his agenda, I pray that you would send the Holy Spirit through the form of brothers and sisters who will take Jesus into the situation. Walk with them in this dark valley. (coughs) Encourage them today. We pray, Father, for situations that we have no clue of how to handle, but you do. And we rest them We cast our care at the feet of Jesus and we leave it there. We we remember the words of an old song that says, leave it there, leave it there. Take your burdens to the cross and leave them there. Lord God, we, we thank you for the opportunity of prayer. And that we can impact things that are happening on the other side of the world as we pray. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for your biblical time clock, the Jewish people, and all the prophecies that are being fulfilled and all that are yet to be fulfilled. Help us to be on the side. Of righteousness. And we pray, Father, that you would guide our thoughts and make us watchful in our prayer. We ask your touch upon the services tonight, from the youngest to the oldest in attendance, that your word would go forth and that lives would be touched. We'll give you praise for it, Father. For we've asked it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. To give him rest and strength in Jesus'
3: name.
0: Thank you, thank you. Did you, was your chicken okay the other day? You know, it was, some of it was tough. It was, Yeah, it, it was kind of tough. Yeah, I was upset. Some of, some of it was delicious. I could see the point up Yeah, right. Yeah. But I've been back in the back for a last hour chopping to try to get pieces of chicken.
4: Well, when you told him, did they stay okay? I
0: haven't been in there yet. No. Oh, you went, haven't? Oh, yes. okay. There was a bank robbery. Right, right, right. I couldn't no, get I, I, I saw in the neighborhood thing, I, I get
2: some, I don't know, it's on the phone. Yeah. And he said, "What's going on a progress?" But now I know yeah. <laughs> it'll never make the newspapers.
0: Yeah. Like that will... I mean, it was it was it was all crowded. Everything. Nobody got shot against. Them. Well, the thing of it is, <laughs> if, it, if it was a if it <laughs> was a real <window laughs> situation, it, it would have made the. Right oh yeah, approach. yeah. If it was something <laughs> against the police, you know. So, did you get the scripture? I gave you. I put a sheet there later. Uh, Tom, did you and Jim yeah, get a picture? I'm Okay.